0: What's going on Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's going on Mighty Warriors? Welcome to episode 13 of Thriving in the Trenches. Um, I recently checked my stats and I am Almost like when I last looked I'm almost at 900 downloads over 12 episodes and uh, I want to start out by thanking all of you for listening to what I have to say I mean I don't download my own podcast so <laughs> I'm not adding to the st- the the stats it's all about what you guys are doing and your support and so I greatly appreciate it and as always appreciate any kind of feedback any input you could give would be uh, would be huge I'm here. For you guys, I have a voice and I'm willing to share the stuff that people don't want to talk about, to talk about the uncomfortable things and just get out there with it and hopefully it helps somebody out. Uh, So again, thank you for that. Also, I just wanted to share a quick victory that I had over the weekend and it's really huge for me. So as I talked about in my first podcast, um, it's just over four years at this point that I've been separated, divorced from my ex-wife and really started my journey as a single father at that point. And it was challenging. Um, in one of my previous episodes, I talked about going through a season of being suicidal and that was around difficulties with being a single father and not being able to see my kids as much and some other things that played into that at the time. But, um, All that to say that it was really a challenge. And since then, I feel like I've really grown a lot in learning to connect with my kids and learning to just be more present and do things with them. And it helps that they've gotten older. So, you know, it's just continually, I'm evolving as a father. And a lot of the things that we've done that have been really good times, it's like, typically, I need an adult, (laughs) you know, like, I, I need another parent there with me or a friend or something just to kind of help out, whether it's with my own mental status or with keeping an eye on the kids or you know, just taking the edge off of interacting with, with children all day. Um, it's been challenging when I don't have somebody around to do that with. But this weekend, on Saturday, I went over to a buddy's house and he wasn't there but gave us permission to use the pool. And I had thrown out the invite to a couple people to come by and hang out if they were interested. i am be grilling a tri-tip and, you know, just because the last minute notice, nobody showed up. It was just me and the girls. And it was such an epic time. Like we just had fun swimming, playing Marco Polo, doing flips, like whatever it was, you know, we just had so much fun and spent the whole day there. And, you know, that night we came back, everybody showered up and we're just all cuddling on the couch. And it was such a satisfying feeling. I just felt great sitting there with my little girls and embracing just that moment, just really being present in that moment and living it and loving it and enjoy it. And so I just wanted to share that win with you guys. I think it's important to always try to recognize the wins in our lives. I always say celebrate every victory, no matter how big or small. And again, I think that's a good practice to be in. It's along the lines of gratitude. I mean, it really is gratitude just for me, I see it as training our minds to really grasp the uh, the positives in life. It's easy to get caught up on the negatives and just let our mind be there and let our minds be constantly expecting and searching for those negative things. But I choose to celebrate all the victories that I have, however big or small, and build that pathway of getting used to spotting the wins, spotting the victories, and being grateful for those things in my life. And it's just really changed a lot about the way that I process things in general. Try it out, see if it works for you, start focusing on the positive and really train your brain to to seek those things out. Um, I'm fairly confident that it will change your life. So yeah. Um, Anyway, today's episode, truth be told, I don't currently have a specific topic at the moment. I have been thinking about talking along lines of uh, comparisons, and so I will touch on that a little bit. And there's a few other things that have been on my mind that I'll get to as we go. So we'll just talk for a bit and see where we end up. As far as comparison goes, now, I think there's a very healthy level of comparison in the sense of, let's say, job performance. When I'm doing my job and I'm looking at the guy next to me and he's doing his job and I compare how we're each performing and if i can identify areas where he's doing something more efficiently or just better in general than i am it identifies areas for me to work on it gives me an idea of what i can be putting more effort into to be a more well-rounded employee to perform my job skills a little bit better and really just be more of an asset Similarly, I like to work out. So when I see guys doing certain things in the gym and they're stronger than I am, I can use that comparison to be like, okay, well, this guy's doing this particular exercise or he's added this little variation and I don't do that. And this guy's stronger than me. So let me see what I can learn from that. Let me see what I can glean from, from what he's doing and improve my own strength, my own fitness levels. Um, and I, I think that's across the board, you know, like comparing what somebody looks like aesthetically and looking at their diet compared to what I'm eating, you know, I can get, learn from that or just it, there's a, a myriad of different ways that we can kind of compare ourselves to each other for the sake of making ourselves better. Now, all those things I just mentioned can also be used in a negative way and I personally feel like that's a much more common thing that people experience, whether or not we're vocal about it or not. So again, same scenario at work. I'm comparing myself to a coworker who does the exact same job, but he's more efficient. And I start noticing that, man, this guy's better than me at this. He's better than me at that. Like, do I even belong here? Am I good at this job? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Or I go to the gym and I'm trying to work out. And next thing you know, I'm at my like 95, 100% on a bench press and the guy next to me comes in and starts working out and my 100% is his warm up, and suddenly I get discouraged or start beating myself up about it. And again, like I think a huge one is aesthetics, image. You know, there's so much media out there that portrays like what a man or woman is supposed to look like. And it's so easy to get caught up in that and compare ourselves to what, media is telling us is beautiful and start shaming ourselves over the way we look because we don't fit into this little cardboard cutout. That's ridiculous. I think um, for me in my life, it's very important to have goals. It's very important to have standards. And as I mentioned, comparisons on the, the front end in a positive light, some of those goals and standards may come from seeing what other people are capable of and make me think about what i believe i should be capable of but that is about the extent that i go to because at that point again using the bench press analogy a guy comes in with a completely different build completely different genetic makeup completely different lifestyle and just life in general than what i have and i see this guy doing some lifting more than weights than i am well that could potentially be something to spur me on to be like hey you know what like I could be doing more. I could be lifting instead of whatever, 225 on the bench. I could probably step it up to like 230, 245 if I really put in the effort. And a quick story about that. I saw it was an Instagram video that I saw one time. And it's, uh, well, some of you out there may be familiar with Derek Wieda. He was, um, I draw a blank on exactly what he did, but... I know that he's an amputee. He's only got one leg. And this guy is posting fitness vids of doing all kinds of box jumps, deadlifts, cleans. Like, he's killing it. And the guy has no shame. So on his page, he'll post when he's in shape and out of shape and when he's got a belly and when he doesn't have a belly and he's back and forth and he just does. I mean, I don't know the guy personally, but the assumption is that he's just doing what feels good for him at the time. If it feels like taking a break, he takes a break. If he feels like leaning up, he leans up, whatever. But the whole point is that this guy's doing it with one leg. So if my excuse is like I'm tired or I don't feel it, like that's to me like, come on, what, what's really my excuse? My excuse is that I'm lazy. And um, again, that particular one is just in the fitness world. But again, it just goes back to how like those comparisons can, can help us to instill a new standard. But even all that being said, the big point that I'm trying to make is that my standard doesn't need to be his standard. My standard doesn't need to be anybody else's standard. Now, there are certain things out there, especially as it relates to job performance, depending on what you do, where there is a published standard, there is a a benchmark that you need to meet to succeed. And those are kind of non-negotiables. Like if you want the job, you do it. If you don't do it, you don't get the job. No questions asked. Like, uh, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's relevant, especially in physical type jobs where, you know, strength conditioning is a vital part of success. Like, well, there needs to be something to measure that you've at least got enough to, to do what it takes. And so that being said, like outside of those, those, uh, standards that are required for whatever we may be getting into the rest of my standards should be 100% motivated by me. We have a gym at work and there's a lot of guys in there, all of us actually, we have like some of our lifts, our max reps or our max uh, weights posted on this whiteboard. And I'll straight up say that I have the lowest numbers of everybody on there. I might have a couple people in a few lifts because I do things that other people don't, but I've got low numbers. And again, if I start comparing myself to those guys, it's so easy to... Feel defeated, to feel like I'm not enough, to feel like I don't belong. But I don't compare myself to those guys. I meet the requirements of the job and then the workouts I do, I base them largely on how I feel and what I want to do and what I believe is going to make me more functional. And again, where these comparisons get into a bigger problem is sticking with the theme of weightlifting. If I start trying to meet the numbers of a guy that's got 60 pounds on me, 30 pounds on me, whatever, and his numbers are significantly larger than me and I make those numbers my goal, chances are I'm probably going to hurt myself or I might be able to achieve those numbers in one of those specific lifts. But what am I going to have to give up in order to do that? And what I mean by that is me personally, I like to run and I feel like I'm an efficient runner. I've got a pretty good engine. I can run at a decent pace. If I wanted to get my bench up to like 315, 405, whatever some of these guys are putting up, the amount of effort and focus it's going to take me to do that, not to mention possibly the weight I'm going to need to gain just to have a more solid base, my run's going to go down. And, you know, I... Kind of pride myself, like my personal standard is that I'm well rounded. I have the requisite amount of strength to do anything that I need to do on the job. And I also have the requisite amount of endurance to perform just as well, if not better, than some of the folks that I work with. And so, you know, these standards that we allow the world to tell us we need to meet are complete BS. And I know I've been talking a long time here about just the, uh, like physical aspect of it. And I think that is a huge issue because of what media portrays, but it also comes into just jobs in general, like with possessions, you know, I've got a lot of friends with boats, <clears throat> excuse me. I've got a lot of friends with boats or better vehicles or cool features at their house that I don't have. This weekend I was swimming at my buddy's pool. I don't have a pool. I could easily take those things and start looking and focusing on what I don't have and what I haven't gained and what I haven't achieved in terms of what they have. And suddenly the things that I do have, the nice house that I have, the vehicles that I have, the toys that I have, the I just bought some throwing knives, the throwing knives that I have, the bow and arrow, all those things, suddenly they stop satisfying me because it's like I have these things, but... I don't have what he has, so I'm obviously not measuring up. I'm not doing enough. And again, that's a bunch of crap. And I think when we get caught in this cycle of looking at what everybody else has, not only does it go exactly like just contrary to what I put out in the beginning about looking for the wins, it's actually reinforcing the losses. It's, it's making us look at what we do have in terms of victories as losses because it's not what the other guy has. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. And that is a very dangerous slope to be on because in my opinion, once you start going down that road, if you do not get off that path, you will never achieve enough because somebody is going to be bigger, faster, stronger, have more money, have a better car, have a better looking spouse or a significant other or whatever. There's always going to be that comparison, you're always going to find somebody bigger, better, badder than you. So how do we beat that? We create our own set of standards. We create goals that represent what we want, what I want. My goals are centered around what I want. And that's it. I do that selfishly. And selfish in itself has a very negative connotation, but It's not. We all have to look out for ourselves. We have to care for ourselves and we have to be selfish with our time, with our resources, with our bodies, with our emotions, with our vulnerability, all of that stuff. Like everything that's ours, if we aren't selfish and protect that, then we can easily lose it. We give it away. We start giving up our power. We start giving up our identity and we start giving up our joy. And so I guess the whole moral of this story that I'm trying to portray here is that stop chasing other people's dreams. Other people's dreams are based on what they've lived, what they've seen, what they've experienced. Base your dreams on what you have. And there's nothing wrong with taking influence from others. There's nothing wrong with learning from others. But don't get caught in that rat race of trying to have what everybody else has, because it's ultimately going to leave you trying to get what somebody else has later on down the road. And so, yeah, this carried out a little bit longer than I thought. I actually recorded a podcast on this same topic last night, and uh, (laughs) it just felt really forced. I I think I was trying to get it knocked out just under a time requirement that I imposed on myself, and so it felt really forced and just not as organic as this one did. So I think I'm going to stick with this. Um, The other thing that I do want to touch on real quick before we go, though, is it's been surfacing a lot in my life this past week, just the saying that lasting change, positive change, will not incur, occur unless the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. I'm going to say that one more time. Lasting change and positive change will not occur in your life unless the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of changing I'll tell you right now. I've gone through some significant changes in the last year and It has been a very scary and painful process I've had to face things that I've hidden from pretty much my entire life. I have shed tears. I've been angry. I've lost friends whether by me isolating myself from them or by just growing in different directions or maybe them isolating from me you know just different viewpoints and different outlooks different paths of life that we're taking um and it's hard nobody wants to look in the mirror at themselves and be like hey you really suck at this you need to change it and i've done that and it it sucks again. Like I, I, I'll share with you guys and I've shared this before, but looking at myself in the mirror and thinking at the time, how I was conducting myself specifically as it relates to relationships. It was kind of like, if my daughters dated a man like me, how would I feel about that? And the thing that came to mind is that I would bury that guy in the desert. I probably shouldn't be saying that in public because it's, uh, (laughs) premeditated if it ever happens, but it won't because I'm nonviolent. But, uh, No, you know, just um, me having to face that realization and admit that to myself, it was so challenging because I really had to look at the dark parts of who I am, the things that I was hiding from others, that I was hiding from myself, the things that I lied about or made excuses for, the things that I never really wanted to own because of shame, because of embarrassment, because of guilt, because of whatever reason, and again, it it just hurt. But the thing is, the idea of my, my little girls learning from me what a man is supposed to be, and me being a piss poor example of that, that hurt worse. That hurt worse than me looking myself in the mirror and acknowledging those things inside me. And that's what was able to kind of Fuel me to make changes in my life that I needed to, to become the man that I am today to become a man that can say I'm a great father. I didn't get here without <laughs> spending a lot of time licking my wounds, spending a lot of time just, you know, grinding my teeth, just getting beat up. And the beatdowns were coming from me. But I had to go through those things to advance. And so I think we can, um, we can really look at this in two different ways. One, we can say, you know what? I'm not hurting that bad, so I'm not going to change. Or we can start having a vision of where we want to be and what we want to be and think about the positive outcomes of arriving at that place. But also, if you need the motivation to actually do something, look at the negative aspects of not arriving at that place. And if all those negative things came true, worst case scenario, what's that going to make you feel like? Who are you going to believe that you are? What are you going to feel about yourself? And I would hope, I would think that we all have enough motivation to be the best versions of ourselves that we wouldn't want to just embrace those failures. We wouldn't want to just look at those things and be like, nope, that's cool. Like I'm good with that. I'm good with my daughters growing up and being in relationships with guys that are not faithful or treat them badly or, you know, just hurt them on a regular basis. Like those things, those outcomes were not acceptable to me. Those outcomes hurt. Those outcomes filled me with rage. And for me, the only solution was to change my behavior and become the best father, the best partner, the best me that I could be. Now, does that mean that they're like 100% protected from ever running into crap situations in the future? Absolutely not. But I know that I am doing my part and will continue to do so. So yeah, let's uh, get out there and make some changes. Be positive. Be the best version of yourself every day. You'll hear it again on the outro, but you are all amazing people. You're perfect as you are. You were created to be who you are, but that doesn't mean you have to stay where you are. Don't ever be content. Don't ever rest. Mediocrity is a grave where the living go to wait until they die. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I want to live life. And I see so much potential in all of you, even the people that listen to this podcast. I mean, I'm making a, a huge jump here, but I believe it's people that want to change things in their life. It's people that are looking for that source of fuel, that motivation to really thrive in life. And that's what this is all about, thriving in life. It is, it is possible. <clears throat> it is 100% possible. Like I just talked about a minute ago, I went from at one point being suicidal to now like lasting joy is my standard. I wake up with a smile on my face and I'm excited for the day. And this isn't to brag on how great my life is. I run into challenges just like everybody else. But my perspective has shifted and my goals have shifted. I don't compare myself to what other people are doing unless it's for the sake of creating a new goal to better myself. So yeah, I hope this helps somebody. I hope it's encouraging. Again, I uh, didn't have a real laid out plan for this one, but I feel like this went great. I'm happy with expressing what I've expressed here and, um, Just even on that note, like talking about personal standards, I I live by a code and it's six simple words for me, connection, growth, leadership, exploration, expression, and enjoyment. And I seek to incorporate those things into my life every day. I seek to use those foundations in making decisions. And I've talked about it before. I don't want to leave out the fact that I also have a strong belief in God. And so my faith helps me to make what I believe are the right decisions as well but you know all of those things combined just add to who I am and again continue to build me into the best version of myself so I love you folks I hope your weekend was great and I hope you have a great week moving forward let's get out there and let's thrive let's change the world by being the change that we want to see I know that's a cliche thing but it really is true it starts with you that's all I got. You can find me on Instagram at underscore thriving in the trenches. Leave comments, leave feedback, reach out to me. Let me know what you'd like to hear about. Let me know what you think I'm doing good, what you think I'm doing bad. I, I'm so open to all forms of uh, input and kind of as a sidebar on that. I have been for a little bit now working on kind of getting into the realm of, uh, a life coach type thing like one on one. I still have a lot to learn, but if that's something you guys would be interested in, let me know and uh, you know, maybe I'll push it a little harder on on my own self. Again, set a goal. Not because other people are doing it, but because I want to help people. That's all I got. Love you folks. Take it easy. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved. You are appreciated. And no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.